You're listening to Super Super whatever the infernal thing is. Super Califragilistic Awesome Disney Podcast. Each week, we're going to talk about three things. In Main Street, USA, we'll talk about the latest Disney news. The only frozen heart around here is yours. In Tomorrowland, we'll talk about the things we're looking forward to. And while the enemy will see us, the flash of our cannons, they will hear the ring of our swords, and they will know what we can do. And World Showcase is dedicated to our favorite Disney adventures. Will you stand silent while Jafar destroys our beloved kingdom, or will you do what is right and stand with the people of Agrabah? So let's get this show on the road. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hello out there, podcast family. Welcome to this week's show. My name is Chris. And I'm Kelly. And hey, some really big news in our world. We posted that we're moving. We sold the house. We sold the house, man. <laughs> there were a lot of you that like commented on the socials and were like, I hope you get so many offers and it's and everything goes super easy and quick. We got one offer. It blew our minds and we said you can have it. Well, we got the offer before we listed the house. Yes. Like we never yes. actually had a chance to list the house. It's it's so. an it's an amazing offer and we give our podcast family at least some credit for that for yes. sending us all those good vibes. So Seriously. We are so excited. We we house just are sold. thrilled. Yes. Mm. It's awesome. Hey, uh so where did we get downloads from this week? Thank you for asking. Uh, Lafayette, Louisiana. I Ooh. think that's the home of the Raging Cajuns. I think. Ulala. Yes, I think so. Yes, <laughs> uh, that's exactly who that is. Uh, Maple Shade, New Jersey. Maple Shade. Now that yeah. sounds beautiful. It does sound beautiful. That sounds lovely. It sounds like uh, Canadian trash talk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Does a little bit. Sorry, New Jersey. <laughs> it's very close to Philadelphia. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia. Oh, Norfolk. Yeah. Okay. And Bucharest, Romania, the capital city of Romania. Oh, wow, Romania. I know. I love that. Beautiful, Yeesh. beautiful city, at least according to the Google images I saw. You should start learning how to say hello in whatever oh, language. Man. No. That no. would be a nice touch. It would be, it'd be would be wonderful. I'm not going to do olive it. Olive branch. I think that would be a nice touch. I don't. I, my Welcome face, them to the podcast my, family. My face is an olive branch. Oh gosh. Hey. So <laughs> y'all know where we're headed <laughs> for this week. <laughs> so hey, folks, get your entries in. The contest <laughs> ends on Wednesday, stroke yes. of midnight on Wednesday. If you want I'm this, three days, people. Sweet. Marvel, Captain Marvel, Lounge Fly, or the Clue Game. If you want this stuff, the strong a, woman prize in pack. this strong woman prize pack, you need to get your entries in. Yes, Stroke of Midnight. No more count after that, Mm-mm. and then uh, I guess the next show we'll announce the winner. We will. Well, we'll contact the winner. We'll contact the winner before then, we announce yeah, it. But yes, yeah. but yes, get yes. your entries in. Mm-hmm. Keep up with us on the socials. Subscribe to our podcast and give us a rating. <laughs> It'll help. <laughs> uh, you ready for Main Street? I am. Okay. You, yeah, I, you know, should we mention the fact that you didn't say anything about my ears? Well, they're the same ears. I know, but I mean, you always are like, your ears. Okay. Your ears. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like you should just acknowledge the fact that. You are wearing ears. Mexico ears for the win. Clearly. 
right? I think we, I think they should be acknowledged. I mean, these ears have now special prominence on the podcast. They're right. going to be the only ears worn for like eight weeks It'll in a row. It'll be eight weeks by the time you get out the ears out of storage. Right. So I think we should acknowledge that. <laughs> acknowledge. They're beautiful. Okay. All right. Go I ahead. Love, I love that you wear, you've worn a bow more in the last three weeks than you have in all of your other life combined. Oh, ain't that the truth? So we watched the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Finally, now you know what I just want to say that the tone that you used with "finally" felt very accusatory. That's a you problem. That is not. That's not. That wasn't me. That's a you. <laughs> you just you you feeling guilty? No, it's just the tone that you were also using around the house in regards to how long it had taken <laughs> us to get to the episode was also very accusatory. And now you've brought it up here on the podcast. I didn't bring up anything except that we watched it. it. Finally. It was the way you said finally. Well, we we could have watched it, I believe, before we did our last episode, and we didn't. So, finally, we watched it. Y'all can't see his eyes, and I just want to say it was accusatory. <laughs> and, and, and frankly, by the time this episode comes out, there will have been another episode of Winter Soldier and right. Falcon. And is it well, going to be my fault that we haven't watched that? No, one? no, it'll be my fault. I'll be out of town. Okay. What do you think about it? I loved it. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't honestly get that storyline as much as you do. Oh yeah. I mean, I didn't get the Scarlet Witch storyline either, really. <laughs> <laughs> but I still loved WandaVision. <laughs> well, good though. That's what it's. I all thought about, it was then. good. Th- this is very much not WandaVision. Yep. Right, WandaVision was more like fun in the beginning, yeah. you know, and sort of eased into the action, whereas this is pretty much boom, boom, yeah, shoot they, them up. They jump right into it. Straight away. Yeah. Yeah, I, and we're going to learn a lot about these characters. We're going to develop these characters more than we did in the movies, and I'm I'm here for it. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Do we need to pick a favorite, like the Winter Between Soldier the or the Falcon? No, I don't think so. Although Anthony Mackie, who plays Falcon, has got this this uh, ritual he does on the set where every time the director says "cut," he or or yeah, cut, and and they nail it like they get the the scene like they want it. Uh-huh. He just looks at the whole crew and says, "Cut the check," <laughs> <laughs> which I think it's hilarious. That is great. I was gonna say he's my favorite. Falcon's my favorite. You like Falcon? I like Falcon. He's he's an everyday man. Yeah, that is like risking his life and doing a great job at that. He I mean, like he's killing job it. Of he's killing his it. Life. Yes, with the with the flying thing, um, but he doesn't have like actual powers. Right, he's just a man. He's just a, he's he's like a man, but <laughs> but I like that he can look like your average man in a suit at the Smithsonian, uh-huh. um, or you know a superhero sure. with a little red like flying airplane sidekick thing that can totally kick butt. You're hurting a little bit on the inside, aren't you? My ears are bleeding. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Well, I like him. I think the Winter Soldier just comes off as angry. Well, he is. He is. He's very brooding. He's got a lot to overcome, and he he basically explains it in this first episode. I get that, but whatever. I'm just saying I like Falcon best. I'm going to pick, and I like Falcon best. I don't care if we're supposed to pick or not. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) Okay. Good for you. Uh, according Are you going to gonna pick Winter Soldier? I'm not picking. I'm, not picking. Okay. I'm rooting for both of them. They're, okay. they're both good guys. Mm. Not rooting for that guy with the mask and the hand on his face. That is a bad guy for sure. Yeah, he was weird. 
uh, Black Widow, finally. See, that's true exhaustion. That's a true exhausted finally right there. Okay. Black Widow is finally set to release on July the 9th. Should I tell you? What? <laughs> You're looking at my face like I don't think I want her to open her mouth. Should I tell you what I thought when I saw that announcement? Because they showed it was like a movie poster announcement. Uh-huh. And she's wearing like a white outfit. Yeah. You want to know what I thought or no? You thought they sexualized her. Well, I mean, they do, but that's what Marvel does to the women. But no, that's not what I thought. Oh. I thought, oh, <laughs> that's why they had the WandaVision um, TV show, because she was about to have a movie to come out. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Man. And, and I didn't get the white outfit. I guess not. But honestly, now that you've said the words Black Widow out loud, I realize that those are two different characters. They are very much two different characters, yes. Okay. She, she was supposed to release in spring of last year. Mm. And just, I don't know if you've heard, but there's been a pandemic. Oh, I haven't heard that. And it shut down the movie theaters. Wow. So they have now, they've moved her around a ton of times. I was going to release her in the fall and Disney premiere and all this, that and the other. Um, and they've now decided to go July 9th in theaters and does Disney plus, uh, the word on the street is that Disney wanted to gauge the interest of Falcon and the winter soldier before making a final decision on the black widow release. Um, and with the show, they feel like being a huge success, they think huge success after one week, mm-hmm, they feel like, okay, there's a market for this type of Marvel character on the big screen. Okay. So let's go. So like. Let's see if we can make her into like a summer tent pole type movie. Okay. That means that they moved Cruella Aww. to May the 28th in Moved theaters. Up. Okay. Mm-hmm. In theaters and on Disney Plus Premier Access. Okay. And the Luca, Luca, the Disney and Pixar yes. movie. I, yes, he's adorable. Yes. Uh, they're going to stream that directly to Disney Plus without Premier Access. Yeah. On June 18th. So I'm very excited about that. He is that. super cute. Yeah. Super cute. Some park news. Uh, hey, the People Mover Cash Training has started up. up again. Just shut up. I don't even want to. I don't. Man. I don't believe you for one second. The training has definitely started up again. What? I don't believe that the ride is. No, the ride's not going to launch until October the 1st. And why are we still training these people? They've had turnover, watch your step, man. please. Please watch your step. Don't, don't, don't. How much fun. training do we need for the people movers? What did they do to this ride to make it so complicated? <laughs> you just wait. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Magic Kingdom Park is testing facial recognition. Entry. I did see that. How cool does that look? It's a little bit big, brother. Oh, come on. I mean, I've been saying. I know you have. That the bands, the magic bands we wear around the park, that I swear Mickey knows exactly which stall I use in the restrooms. Mm-hmm. I think they actually know which restrooms are getting used most often oh, and they send cleaners to them. They do. Like, I think they use the data in real time yes. on a daily basis. Yes, they do. And so, with the facial recognition software, I mean, doesn't that just feel a little bit like um, what's that movie with Val Kilmer? Oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, you do. The one where he's like in Russia. Or something. (laughs) (laughs) 
anyway, and and there's other <laughs> there's other movies too, where like they're constantly using facial recognition software to find people in train uh-huh. stations and stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, don't you feel like we're just a month away from that? Yeah, that they're gonna know immediately yep. without the bands. Yep. Exactly where you were. They do, honey. And they can send phones, but then they they know that they can send the people after you. Honey, I'm I get I get ads on my phone now for stuff that you just talk about. about. I know it's so creepy. So you know, I think we should go off the grid. (laughs) Okay, we'll we'll be able to do that a little bit easier in Nebraska. Uh, Magic Mobile testing has begun. Uh, cast members are serving as pilot testers for the Magic Mobile uh, service on your phones so that you do everything with your phone that you would do with a Magic Band. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. Uh, and Bob Chapek, he's the CEO. Uh-huh. He, so Josh DeMauro, who's the sort of president of Disney Parks, sort of said last year that, hey, you know, we like this park reservation system. It's probably here to stay. Bob Chapek sort of, Reiterated the same thing with some calls. I think he was on a he was on a yeah. um, interview with Bloomberg this week. And it's an easy way for them to crowd manage. That's exactly it. It's I think that they were like, oh man, we know exactly like weeks ahead of time exactly how many people are going to be in the parks, and we can staff up perfectly. It helps our labor labor model. Yeah. So they've also um, found that guest satisfaction surveys are higher right uh, during this time since they've been open during COVID. I've loved it. Yep. I've loved I mean, it. Anything with less people around. Less people, less waiting, mask covering most of our face so we don't have to actually like interact or right or smile. Or smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh. Fun. <laughs> uh so look, Brooke Geiger McDonald wrote an article for attractionsmagazine.com that really digs into the new backstory for Jungle Cruise. Oh. So just go out there and check it out attractionsmagazine.com okay she interviewed some folks that are in the know tons of new characters all related to the society for explorers and adventurers you know backstory okay universe um they're really leaning into that really cool new characters so all around alberta falls okay i'm excited about that let's call her i'm just gonna start calling her dr alberta falls okay you got a bias there towards doctors, but whatever. I just I think she should be a doctor. If Albert Falls is a doctor and she's taking over, I feel like she should also have the same credentials. Well, you because otherwise she's just going to be oppressed and marginalized. You are you are over our time. I'm not. <laughs> if you had thought about the name of that Val Kilmer movie, I wouldn't have. Was stumbled. it The Saint? Is yes. Oh, See, I knew, but it ain't got nothing to do with facial he, recognition. When he's walking around in like Russia, no, people not, know no. his. No. His face. Is it no. is the saint in Russia? A part of it. A very small part of it. And I think they can see his face on the cameras and stuff, and he and changes his face or whatever. <sighs> no? Different it's, movie. I, I die a little bit on the inside every time we have these kinds of conversations. <laughs> oh, man. I've got. Uh, by the way, we're about to do a mini take. I just pulled the, <laughs> yeah. I just pulled the right, thing okay. out of Mickey's forehead. Mini so. take. So uh, this is another just amazing, delightful friend that we have met through the show. Okay. Uh, this is from Jessica Carruthers. Oh, hi, Jessica. Hello. Okay. Um, say? Favorite or most interesting hidden Mickey that you've found? 
Ooh. It's a good question. It's a good one. It's a good question there. Okay. I've got an answer. Um, when you are on the haunted mansion ride, okay, and you're going through the dining room scene, okay, there's several hidden Mickey's on the haunted mansion ride, yep. and there's another one that I like. It's like a potted plant um, uh-huh. near the um, the bride, okay. But the one that's my favorite because I love that dining room scene uh-huh. where there's ghosts like dancing around the table or whatever. There is a hidden Mickey in the plates. I've never seen it. You've seen it. You got it. You found it. Yes. Okay. I mean, I would, I would certainly claim that you found and it. And I've now. also seen it in pictures, like okay. the people have posted that the, here's a hidden. Mickey. That's a good one. That's a good yes. one right there in the middle of the ride. I think there's, yeah. there's one or there's some in the graveyard scene. Oh yeah, too. no, there's several hidden Mickey's on Honda Mansion. So I think the neatest hidden Mickey, in my opinion, is at Hollywood Studios. Uh, the whole area, or yeah. in front of the courtyard, yeah, and and the, really that whole area there in front of the Chinese theater that you're walking around in is a big, huge hidden Mickey. Yeah, if you look in an aerial view, the way they've got the sidewalk colored mm-hmm. there, it yeah. clearly makes a hidden Mickey. Echo Lake is actually mm-hmm. shaped like one of his ears. Yep, it's a really cool. That is a nice one. I think that's that's what I'm going to go with as my favorite. Technically, I've only ever seen the whole thing in pictures, right? But I've made a point of looking at the different colorations of the of okay. the ground as we walked around. So that was my. That favorite. is one of my just for the record, Jessica. That is one of my favorite things to do at Disney. Yes, we like, love as we're walking around Mickeys, just yes. to say hidden Mickey's. And I've seen people holding the book. There's a book that tells you where a lot of the hidden yep. Mickey's are. Yep. And I've seen them reading that in line before, but I love to just randomly see a hidden Mickey. Oh, sure. It's, it is that. absolutely yeah. one of my favorite things to do too. Yeah. Good question. Are you ready for Tomorrowland? I'm so ready for Tomorrowland. Okay. Sweet. Okay. So sticking with my strong woman thing, um, today we're going to talk about Mary Poppins. Okay. Now, the reason this is Tomorrowland is because we're going to talk specifically about what should have been Cherry Tree Lane at Epcot. Oh. Okay. So this was originally announced at the D23 Fan Expo and with Dick Van Dyke. Like, he made a surprise appearance for the this announcement. It was a big deal. It was a big deal, and then they postponed it as of July 15th, 2020. Now, unfortunately, they never had a lot of details attached to it, and... You know, they released the statement, say it is officially postponed. It's not canceled. But when they don't have a lot of details surrounding it and then it's postponed, it sort of makes you think it's been postponed indefinitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But here's what we were supposed to get okay. before it was oh, postponed. That's going to me sad. Okay. So we were supposed to get an entirely new neighborhood that joined into the UK pavilion. Uh. So originally I thought, you know, there's a lot of those buildings that sort of lead back to the courtyard in UK that they could have just repurposed and made that cherry tree lane, honestly. Yeah. Um, but they said, no, it's supposed to be an entirely new neighborhood joining the UK pavilion. We were going to have a chance to walk down Cherry Tree Lane. Now, this is the original Cherry Tree Lane from the 1964 Mary Poppins. Right. Not that the, you know, the most recent Mary Poppins changed Cherry Tree Lane. Right. But this one was supposed to look like the 1964 sure. Cherry Tree Lane. This would have been complete with cherry trees in bloom and flickering gas lamps. 
Okay. Wow. So that's nice. Okay. I don't know how you're going to make cherry trees be in bloom All year round, but that's a nice feature. <laughs> um, and Cherry Tree Lane was going to be the entrance to a new Mary Poppins inspired attraction. Yeah. Now, Disney called this. Disney said guests would walk into number 17 Cherry Tree Lane to, quote, begin a new adventure. And so people really went all over with that. Some people were like, oh, we're going to Mary Poppins ride. Oh, it's an attraction at UK, blah, blah, blah. They never said attraction. They said an adventure. Uh. Um, several Disney blockers did describe it as a ride. But I could only find the word adventure in the official Disney statements. Okay. Okay. The mock-ups that I saw sort of looked like the square in front of Cherry Tree Lane. I also saw some mock-ups with like balloons and umbrellas in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is Disney was leaving it super vague. And I think that's because they wanted to sort of further develop it as yeah. it went. Sure. But right after they made the announcement, you and I were at Disney World and they were already selling Cherry Tree Lane merch. Yep. So I sort of wish that they had done that, but that's what we're supposed to get. Okay. But Tomorrowland, I'm going to tell you what I want to get. But first of all, let's talk about why Mary Poppins is awesome. Okay. Okay. So strong woman month. And I'm discussing Mary Poppins as the character. I'm not talking specifically about Julie Andrews or Emily Blunt. For sure. Okay. Mary Poppins is a person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Number one. She is her own woman. She comes and goes at will. She's brilliant. And she is fully in charge of every situation. Yes, she is. Right. This is a strong woman. Never explained anything. Never has to explain anything. Love that about her. Two animals love her and she can talk to dogs. (laughs) I mean, that's gotta be one of my biggest dreams. (laughs) You are constantly asking ours to use their words for sure. <laughs> I mean, I have an like ongoing conversation. You would think these dogs could talk back to me. Yep. They can't. But in my <laughs> head, they do. Yep. We, we fully communicate. You got lots of voices in your head. I do. <laughs> so anyway, animals love her and she can talk to dogs. That's a big one. That's I probably should have made that number one. Sure. Number three, she has the most amazing friends and family. Bert, Uncle Albert, Topsy. <laughs> And and one of these days, I'm going to do a world showcase on the Mary Poppins books from P.L. Travers. Okay, um, I had almost finished them, and they're packed up. Frankly, I don't care for the third, the last book. Uh-huh. Um, but and so I'm sort of struggling to my way through it. But in any case, those are just the three friends that we've seen in the movies. She has even more really amazing friends oh, in the books. Okay, number four, she is magical in the best way. Right. There's no definable style of magic, right. really, other than making whatever happen that I want to happen. Yeah, that's pretty much. And frankly, like if somebody says, what's your superpower? Who doesn't want to say, I can make happen whatever I want to happen? Yeah. It's got to be the best superpower. Right. Right. I and can I, do anything long, I want to do. Especially when you don't use it in a super creepy way. Right. No, it just happens. Right. right. So, yes, she's magical in the best way. Number five. She is an amazing singer and dancer, and she knows it. She also knows she's beautiful, and I love that confidence. Okay? She does. Number six. In essence, she is practically perfect in in every every way. way. (laughs) Period. Hard stop. Yes. Right? Yes. Who doesn't love Mary Poppins? Well, I mean, our podcast is... That's what I'm saying, y'all. My love for Mary Poppins runs very deep. 
Yes. Uh, the podcast is named after her. She's in our logo. I freak out every time I see her in the parks. You do freak out every time you see her in the parks. I mean, completely freak out. I've seen her near the carousel at Magic Kingdom. Uh-huh. I've seen her in UK several times. Yeah. We took a socially distanced COVID photo with her wearing we our did. Super SuperCalifragilisticAwesomeDizzy podcast shirts. Yeah, we did. And then she... She called it out. Too. Oh, yeah. She, she was so, so yeah. excited about uh, it. We've seen her in uh, Town Square near Main Street also. Yeah. I love Mary Poppins. Okay. So that's why she's awesome. Uh-huh. And that's what we were supposed to get. Yeah. Tomorrowland. Yeah. Here's what I think we should get. Okay. Right. Here's what should come to the UK Pavilion. If okay. we're really going to do Mary Poppins right. Okay. This is what I think we should see. Number one, no ride. Okay. You cannot reduce Mary Poppins to a mere oh, ride. Lord. <laughs> okay. Mary would find that very insulting. Okay. You cannot reduce Mary Poppins to a mere ride. That is ridiculous. No ride. Don't even think about it. Okay. I want it to be some kind of an experience that makes you feel like you have seen magic in real life. Okay. And I'm going to give you some examples okay. of that. So first of all, I would love to interact with the bank's house, uh-huh. right? So you go in number 17 Cherry Tree Lane. You could slide down the stair rail or even better, slide up the stair rail, oh, right? Snap my fingers and make things happen. Sure. Like if I snap them in the kids' rooms, everything folds and goes into the, the <laughs> chest, right? I could just snap things and it picks up the, fix a broken plate. Sure. Yeah, Disney can do that. These are Imagineers. To give you... To give you Mary Poppins. To make me feel like I'm Mary Poppins. Zach, are you listening? Zach Ridley, listen, this is what I want. Snap my fingers and things can happen. I would stand there and snap my fingers in that house all day. You would have to drag me out. Um, Rescue the Dustables from Admiral Boom's Hourly Chime. Oh. oh. I don't know that everybody knows what Dustables are. Oh. For those of you that don't call them dustables, I have a real problem with things that just sit on a shelf and need to be dusted. Right. Things and that just so sit there for the purpose just of sitting sit there. sit there for the purpose of sitting there. And, and collecting I, dust. We call them dustables. That is a dustable. Right. I don't like dustables. And those are the things that keep falling <laughs> off the platforms whenever yes. the cannon goes off. So an Admiral Boom booms, mm-hmm. all the dustables come falling off of everything, and you have to pick them back up with your sure. arms, right? So sure. being able to do that in the bank's house sure. after I've been snapping in the kid's room for uh-huh. like, you know, until I've got blisters on my thumb and my middle uh-huh. finger, sure. that would be a lot of fun. What if we could learn the dance moves from the chimney sweeps? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fun. Right? Like yeah. a group dance thing, like oh. a group, a group dance where we learn the chimney sweep moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Would that be fun? Oh, and, and to get there to them, you have to zoom up the chimney. Oh, <gasps> There we go. I like that. I'm, I'm in it. You're I'm, in it. I'm you're with you. you're with me now. Like okay. What about what about a tea room where we're served afternoon tea on, on the, the ceiling? ceiling? Yeah, I like it. Right. Yes. I'm telling you right now, if they sold Andrew, the little dog that could talk, uh-huh. Andrew would go like hotcakes. <laughs> I'd buy an Andrew. I know you would. <laughs> okay. Whatever it is, whatever happens in this experience, uh-huh. right? Like we can call it an adventure. I refuse to call it a ride. Okay. Although some of the bloggers were saying maybe it's a carousel. That makes sense. It does make sense. Some said a Ferris wheel. I don't get that. Yeah. A carousel, like it, if if I can hop off the carousel. and Yeah, like if your horse yeah. jumped off the carousel and right. rode around. Yeah. But whatever it else. is, 
it needs to end with each of us selecting our own balloon and flying away. Yes. It balloon. must. Oh, a balloon. Yeah, like at the end of the... Yeah. From the balloon lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Careful which one you pick. Right. It's not the right balloon. Yeah. You're not going to fly away. I like. I, I think maybe we all should get to fly on an umbrella. Yeah, but only Mary flies on the umbrella, and so you're stepping on some but, toes there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but you're, you're already giving us some of her powers and everything. I think it's got to be a balloon, honey. But in any case, I mean, it could be a show, like with Lin-Manuel Miranda. There could be shows back there. There's so much we could do. There is so much we could do. So much we could do as a Mary Poppins experience for us to interact with things. Part of me never wants anything like this to happen because we would never leave the England would never leave UK. I would walk in with my brilliant tank and my brilliant (laughs) mug and my brilliant ears. But my my bigger part of me wants this for you. I would love it so much. I know. I I would love it so much. I can leave you there. I'll go eat a pastry in France and come back and get you. And bring me a pastry back. Sure. Sure. I would love that. So Tomorrowland, Zach Ridley, hope you're listening. I do. I hope he's listening make too. It, make it happen. Just for good measure. <laughs> I hope he's listening too. All right. I'm going to jump over to World Showcase. Do it. And I can't believe it's taken us this long to get to this. Um, and really should have done it last November, but I couldn't wait till next November. And so I'm wearing this, this classic Mickey because I'm going to talk about Mickey Mouse. Why should you have done it last November? Because this is when his birthday is in November. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're just talking about Mickey in general. Just general Just Mickey. the mouse. I love Mickey Mouse. It all started with a mouse. I love it. Well, yes, as a matter of fact, Walt's quote about Mickey Mouse, when people laugh at Mickey Mouse, it's because he's so human. And that is the secret of his popularity. I only hope that we don't lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. You know, for International Women's Month, you probably should have gone with Minnie. Yeah. But it's okay. Go with go with Mickey. Probably. But I didn't. For it. Go with Mickey. <laughs> so, I, you know, if you listen to this podcast at all, especially regularly, you probably are an expert on Mickey. Mm. But hopefully there's something in here that you'll be like, oh, I did not know that about Mickey Mouse. So um, I got a lot of this from the wiki fandom, the the Disney fandom wiki on online, right. but also got some of this from uh, in two thousand eight when two thousand eighteen rather when Mickey turned ninety years old. Um, Life magazine did a special edition, and so I pulled some of I this. I bought you that. You did, and I still have it, and Aww. so I pulled some of this out of there too. Okay. So. Walt also said this on on the development of Mickey Mouse, and we're going to get into some of the details of this, but he said he popped it. This was in his 1948 essay, What Mickey Means to Me. Aww. He popped out of my mind onto a drawing pad 20 years ago on a train ride from Manhattan to Hollywood at a time when the business fortunes of my brother Roy and myself were at lowest ebb and disaster seemed right around the corner. So... On March 4th, 1927, Walt Disney signed a contract with Universal Pictures to produce a series of cartoons starring his character, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, right. under producer Charles Mintz. Well, lead animator and longtime Disney collaborator, Ub Iwerks, or UBI Works, mm. I'm going to be calling him Iwerks from here going forward. Okay. Um, he's, he's a Disney legend. Okay. Uh, with those two together, the Oswald series was a huge success. Um, I works found, uh, so, but 
iWorks learned that Charles Mintz assistant, a guy named George Winkler had been hiring Disney animators away behind their backs to work at universal. Disney traveled to New York to negotiate a more profitable contract with universal, but Mintz instead proposed a 20% decrease in their rates. Disney's response was to quit the Oswald series altogether, which meant losing his rights to the character to universal Mm. on the train back. This is the train ride Walt was referring to. Walt desperately brainstormed for ideas for a new character as a, uh, and a mouse was the result. A mouse named... Not Mickey. Mortimer. Mortimer. <laughs> but Disney's wife Lillian did not like the name and suggested Mickey instead. Good Again, job, a woman saved the day. Well done, Lillian. Uh, while completing out their contractual obligations to complete the final Oswald cartoon for Universal, Walt iWorks and a few other Disney loyalists worked in secret to develop two Disney short cartoons, Plain Crazy and The Galloping Gaucho. Plain Crazy was a more animalistic version of Mickey Mouse. Uh, he was much more brash and arrogant. And their test audiences, they never released this uh, th- this time, their test audiences hated it. Yeah. Um, Galloping Gaucho, Mickey was much more of a hero. Um, he also wore shoes for the first time. Oh. And he was, he was much more heroic, but they still didn't like they didn't like him. That's when Walt took the hugely ambitious step of leaping into talkies, because at this point in time, oh, there were, wow. we were still in silent yeah. movies, okay. right? Sound had been in animated movies before, but never on the scale that Mickey brought to Steamboat Willie. Uh. Okay, so while it was really the third movie that they had made for Mickey. It was the first one to get released to the general public. Okay. Steamboat Willie was a parody of Buster Keaton's Steamboat Bill Jr. character. Okay. Um, it was released on November 18th, 1928 to critical acclaim. Uh, this is recognized as as Mickey's official birthday, November Aww. 18th. Uh, Walt wrote it and voiced both Mickey and Minnie and then continued to voice Mickey for decades after that. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. Um, the success of that one actually allowed for a later release of the first two, Plain Crazy and The Galloping Gaucho, although they had now added more sound and, and okay. all this stuff to make it a little bit better. So a couple of other uh, key points in Mickey's movie, The Carnival Kid, which released in 1929 on my birthday, May 23rd. Wow. Mickey spoke his first words. You know what his first words were? Hiya, folks. Hot dog. Hot dog. I think that was one of your trivia questions. Yeah, I should have known that. In Mickey's movie, The Opry House, uh, Mickey first received his trademark gloves. It made him easier to animate. Yeah, he needed the gloves. <laughs> in 1929, Disney was offered $300 in cash to feature Mickey on a children's pencil tablet, which was his very first foray into merchandising. Mm. That has paid off. Very well since. He's appeared in more than 130 films. In 1932, Walt Disney was presented an honorary Academy Award for the creation of Mickey Mouse the same year that Mickey was nominated for the first time in an animated short called Mickey's Orphans. In 1934, Mickey made his way, made his debut at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And he was only the third pop culture personality to receive a licensed balloon. In 1935... (laughs) In 1935, uh, Mickey was in his first color cartoon called The Band Concert. Um, Then Mickey sort of faced a little bit of like 
like honestly like cancel culture came after Mickey. Mickey. He was seen by um, the you know sensibilities of the time as sort of roguish and and a little bit you know hapdash and uh, and and just not gentlemanly. So uh, Walt hired a, an animator named Fred Moore to give Mickey's look a redesign that would allow for more expression and emotion. 1939's Mickey's Surprise Party and The Pointer were the first to show his new look, and then he received another Oscar nomination for The Pointer. Now, this, you know, on the podcast, you won't be able to see it, but this Mickey I'm wearing on my sweatshirt mm-hmm. is pre-Fred Moore design. He's his eyes don't have like whites of his eyes with pupils, right? So they actually changed oh, his eyes. They made his face a little puffier, yeah. a little cuter. Okay, um, and uh, and he sort of got back into the good graces of everyone. Mickey finally yeah. won his uh, first his his only Academy Award in 1941, Best Animated Short for Linda Paul. He was with his new look at that time. Okay. Then Mickey sort of. Died down for like decades because he was too big. He was huge and you couldn't do anything with him like, like, like make him be bad or, or, or make him go through rough and tumble experiences. And the animators would be like, every time we want to do something with Mickey, eventually someone says, uh, that's really more of a Donald Duck thing, right? <laughs> he became larger than life. He was right. too big to put in big. things anymore. Um, in 1978, Mickey became the first animated character to receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So just some more fun facts here. Going to run through these as fast as I can. His full name is Mikkel Mouse. Uh, Mickey for short. He's got a sister named Felicity Field Mouse, and she's got two sons named Morty and Ferdy Field Mouse. And Mickey has cared for them a couple times. According to Walt Disney, IRL, in real life, (laughs) Mickey and Minnie are married. They only are depicted as dating on screen. April 1st, 1975, Elvis Presley closed a pre-encore portion of his set in the Las Vegas Hilton with M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. And then he and the whole crowd sing the whole song together. Uh, Andy Warhol, famous for painting ubiquitous icons like Marilyn Monroe, uh, Elvis, and a Campbell's Scoop Uh Can, also painted a version of Mickey. Eartha Kitt, famous singer and actress, once met Albert Einstein. When she met Albert, he was wearing a Mickey Mouse (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. Freddie Mercury, frontman for Queen, took the stage at Wembley Stadium in England wearing a Mickey T, along with uh, other icons like John Lennon, Brian Wilson, and Axl Rose. Oh, my goodness. He's the most popular write-in vote in American election history. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. One poll deemed him more recognizable than Santa Claus. And an oversized Mickey Mouse watch hangs on the wall of Andy's bedroom in Toy Story, forever stuck at 12.05. Walt Disney was born on December 5th, 12.05. I didn't see that watch. Now it makes me want to go back and watch Toy Story. I know. So in the magazine, in the Life magazine, I highly recommend y'all pull it up, look it up. It's a wonderful magazine. Um, They describe Mickey this way. Almost since his creation, he has held the world in the palm of his white-gloved, four-fingered hand. He's a sorcerer, or at least a sorcerer's apprentice, keeping an audience spellbound for nine decades and counting. Aww. We love Mickey. That's great. Congrats, Mickey. Love Mickey. A life well I mean, it's a, random, it's a random march, you know, but whatever. whatever. I it's, liked it. It's always time for Mickey. Sure. Yeah. For that. 
All right, folks, that's this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, and if you did, you know what to do. Go out to iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, subscribe to our station so that you don't have to worry about automatic downloads. You'll just get them. Um, and leave us a rating, leave us a review. It helps bring more like-minded people to the show. Absolutely. Please, please, please do that. And if you're looking for more things Disney, please visit scfadp.com. That's S for Super, C for Cali, F for Fragilistic, A for Awesome, D for Disney, P for Podcast. Again, no bonus episodes. We're running our hair around here with our heads on fire. Yes, we Trying are. to sell the house and move. <laughs> so we're doing our best. We are. We're absolutely trying very hard here to still put out even a show every week. Yes. We're killing that, honey. We are. Hey, keep up with us on the socials, uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, at SCFADP on YouTube. Subscribe to that channel, Supercalifragilistic Awesome Disney Podcast. And uh, just the more the merrier. Absolutely. We would love to hear from you. And with that, we hope to see see you real soon. soon.